Welcome to Artists in Depth. I'm Alan Powell. This season, my co-host Bill Key and I decided to change things up a bit. We're still talking with people in the acting and arts world, and we're still exploring links with their creativity and their identity, but we're also opening the conversation to include topics that involve the well-being of artists in the process of creation and other related subjects. Artists in Depth provides an opportunity for the listener to reflect on their artistic expression and their well-being. Let's get started. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada, embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. Our guest today is Wendy Crewson. Wendy is a Canadian actress with a star on Canada's Walk of Fame. She's also a recipient of the Earl Grey Award for Lifetime Achievement in Television. One of Canada's premier actresses, Wendy has garnered critical acclaim as well as multiple awards for her extensive body of work in film and television. Her resume features more than 100 titles, including the Oscar-nominated films Away From Her and Room. Wendy has amassed more nominations and awards in Canada than any other actress for portraying real women of strength in films such as Winnie Mandela, The Stranger I Married, The Many Trials of One Jane Doe, Hunt for Justice, and the Sue Rodriguez story. She has worked with Academy Award winners Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, Robin Williams, and Jennifer Hudson. Other cast members among her films read like a who's who of Hollywood. Rachel McAdams, Channing Tatum, Terrence Howard, Sophia Loren, Tim Allen, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ed Harris, Jason Sudeikis, Elliot Page, Bruce Willis, and Harrison Ford. Her TV work is endless. Highlights include five seasons of CTV's hit medical drama, Saving Hope for which she won Best Actress in a Featured Supporting Role, Titans for HBO Max, The Sun opposite Pierce Brosnan, CBS's hit medical drama Good Sam, and October Faction for Netflix. We dived right in and started our conversation with the all-consuming fear of coming out, and we ended, appropriately, with her sense of belonging in a community and industry that she is so passionate about. Wendy, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Um, I. Um, uh, we had a wonderful conversation pre-chat. The one thing that stayed with me, and I don't know if you remember it, um, was that we were talking about the characters you were playing. Mm -hmm. And over the years, how they seemed to be, uh, it was my assumption that the, the, you, were, you were having an inner dialogue through these characters that allowed you to move forward in your life and do the and give you the courage that you, uh, that give you the courage that you needed to make the change that you needed to make, which was, i.e., coming out. Definitely. I completely agree with that statement. It was, um, you know, I, I just, I felt that after I, I was always playing and, you know, my favorite roles were women in these, um, just ordinary women in extraordinary circumstances who had to dig deep to find that inner strength and fortitude, courage to do what needed to be done. And I really felt like, and of course this was all with help from my therapist, of course, um, was the uh, idea that, that the, the changes that I had to make in my own life, which I felt I just couldn't possibly do, which was, were just too hard, too difficult, um, were 
he sort of reminded me that I find that in myself every time I play one of those characters is I have to tap into what that courage looks like. And I was able then through that to think, you know what, this in comparison to a lot of what the characters had gone through was actually not such a difficult thing in the end. But to get there, I really had to go, yeah, I have I have seen this up close and personal because I played a lot of real life women, you know, biography pictures that were, we used to do them, you know, they used to happen all the time. They were TV movies generally, but you would play, you know, some real character and and the things that people had gone through and the the sort of closeness that I'd felt with a lot of these women that I played, I thought I can, I know, I know what that looks like. I know how hard it is and I know what it takes to get over to the other side. And that really gave me, I think then the strength to go ahead and do what I needed to do in my life to make those changes. Context, um, just something, uh, something about context and, in the context of acting, you could do it. it that wasn't a chat. It wasn't an issue. Uh, but in in your life, that became an issue or a challenge. An issue, a, a terrible challenge. Well, it's difficult. I, I think the most difficult thing about coming out for me was the fact that I had two children, teenage children, mm-hmm. that needed to be brought along with me on this journey, and I didn't. The idea of losing your child's affection or um, trust or respect or, you know, was unbearable to me. Just unbearable, the thought that I would lose them somehow in this transition. So I was very reluctant. Mm -hmm. I was scared. I was so scared. Even talking to them, I cried. I was so scared to say anything. And yet... You know, I know that that in the bigger picture, it, I just needed to trust that they were going to be there with me and that I was going to say it the right way and that mm. I was going to make it all OK. But yeah. I knew that because I'd, you know, I'd seen it from a number of women in a number of different situations. And somehow you thought in the back of your mind that yours was going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Of course I did. I thought, oh, no, they're going to hate me and never speak to me again. And it's going to be, you know, they're going to take my children away from me. I'm going to, you know, these are all the things yeah. that, you, that you go through. It, it's I'm uh, I so relate to the, um, the idea of sacrifice, really. Uh, that's what it feels like, because you're sacrificing an illusion, I guess, in one way like what you what you were living to what is real for you and i've also had those experiences in my in the past and it is it's incredibly scary because yes you're going to wonder what i i what are people going to think of me does that mean that i'm not who i thought i was uh yeah and that's like this just that made me tremble to the bone to the core exactly well we become very attached to who we think we are as the 
a mother, as a performer, as a, you know, we're very attached to the, the labels or I was to the labels of what that was and the presentation of what that was rather than the actual reality of, you know, mm-hmm. how I could live my most authentic life and still love my children properly. And, you know, yeah, it's, I, I feel it's, it's a, I know it's a very emotional journey and I'm feeling it. So, yeah. um, um, it's, I had a um, conversation recently with my daughter uh, she's a producer and we were talking about this is, this is similar lines it's a, in the world of production uh, right she's doing she, she just finished doing a, a commercial production and just um, the some of the things that were happening that she thought were happening she could feel it out in the world like what's going on in this you know how the dynamic of the production is happening and is, and she's saying, is it just me or um, is, is, is this actually happening? And what do I do about it? And the, so the, the, the summarizing, uh, summarizing the conversation, it was about a lot of times we will tend to live in the gray zone of trying to figure out, is it true? Is it not true? When our instinct is telling us that it is true. But we tend to stay in our heads and not want to move into that world of reality, of, uh, 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 and therefore we're no longer we're not present. It takes us right. out. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And we're not living yeah. our best life. Not at all living an authentic life, living a, you know, a complete. I I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I've built my life on sand. And it's all sort of crumbling out from under me, all this thing that I worked so hard to sort of create and present and thinking all along that it was exactly what I wanted. And it was, you know, sure, you want to, you know, uh, um, be all those things. But that suddenly when I came to the realization that I couldn't do it anymore, I couldn't keep, that it was all this castle on sand that was now kind of falling out from under me. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Didn't you say that it's that it's it's Sam, but it wasn't. Well, it was one. It was one aspect. One aspect of the life was built on Sam. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that the rest, the idea that that I thought I would lose my children or that it would, was completely not true, and it was just my worst. I went to my worst case scenario, but not true at all. Mm. And as a matter of fact, in the end, of course, made everything better, stronger, um, more secure, more open. Me being able to reveal this to my children allowed them to reveal then things about themselves that I did not know. Right. And that was really that was the the gift of it all. The gift. Yeah. That it really. Yeah. Yeah. That the um yeah relationship shift gets stronger some yeah years. so that brick of truth that you pull out of the wall and you know it's like oh there's the truth I'm going to pull this one and the rest can all just fall apart right, but the right. the solid one stays. Did you find um, that after that period of your life and taking on the courage for yourself? Did the roles shift for you in that you weren't taking on roles with women who were courageous and had to 
face something in their lives, but rather something very different now because you it became you. Do you know what I mean? Like, did you move? Uh-huh, uh-huh. As a matter of fact, as you say that, I'm just thinking about what sort of happens after that. Yeah, I felt much more, uh, the roles that I was taking on had much more control in their, you know, they were, they were solid in where they were, confident in where they were. Yeah. And were able to, uh, I, that's funny that you mentioned that because I wondered also if that was, that's an age thing. Do you know what I mean? That women, you know, right. 35 to 47 or, you know, going through those big, and then you're sort of into the next category, but quite possibly it was a change in me too. Yeah. It could be yeah, a coincidence or not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bill, I'm looking yeah. at you, and I'm seeing that you you, you have intense eyes. and you, so Yeah, I'm, I thank you. Um, I I was just kind of reviewing, I, you know, I've been running alongside your conversation with Wendy and just and just sort of pulling bits of perception out of it from from um, from what I understand you describing. Um, I think the word perception actually is really relevant in this in that, you know, you you described you, Alan, you described your daughter being in, in a work environment where there was something occurring, something within the dynamic of the work she was doing and 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 trying to get to grips with matching her perception with what was actually going on. And I think and, and Wendy, you were talking about. Um, uh, I guess congruence about self-perception and perception of how the world will see you according to a transition you're going through and 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 I guess you know as as we do perhaps imagining all of the worst case scenarios that could occur when you when you um came to a place where you were ready to um be open about this you know this this uh this realization about yourself that you'd come to part of what I was thinking also when you when you were describing it and I don't want to I'm really not um trying to place any kind of um agenda or or analysis on your on your life journey but one of the things I was thinking about about um a transition from one sense of self into another sense of self is that it's possible to during a transition like that to assume that the whole of the first part of your life before the transition was was um like you say it was built on falsehood it was built on do you know what i mean and i was trying admittedly to identify or find something in my own life that was similar to what you've been through and it i think it would be churlish of me to try and do that what I think, though, is that in terms of identity, um, for me, uh, in a, on a few different occasions, it's been possible for me to come to a realization that I'm, you know, there's a lot about me that is not what I thought it was. Um, for instance, being in a relationship and having my life built on that relationship and then that relationship not working and, and looking back at that relationship and, you know, it's possible to go, well, that whole thing was a waste of time. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes. Uh, but particularly with one of my sons who, um, you know, he 
he, he actually passed away about a year a year and a half ago and 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 looking back on that whole thing and thinking well that whole thing you know i ruined that whole thing or that whole thing was false or i should have done better through that whole thing but actually to be able to look back and go in and of its time and in you know when i was present in you know uh for his time that was in you know that was true and congruent in its own way do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and now and yes. now so it's not like don't just throw huge chunks of my history out and say that they were wrong or false or not you know what i mean because in that you know it's retrospectively it's possible to see one's history in it through through the the filter of one's experience since then and assume that in that time it was not right or there was something mm. wrong with it but actually in and of that time yeah. you know we we do the best we can with what we know in that in those moments i i hope some of that makes sense um completely uh, completely yeah. yes um yeah. yeah no thank you bill but You're yeah that, that's kind of where i am with it but now i'd like to kind of hand it back and, and continue walking alongside what's going on but yeah um perception yeah um and congruent you know you know as a as a as a person-centered therapist you know you know rogerian therapist my, my belief is that we're all just trying to find a place where we fit with ourselves and we feel comfortable and accepting of the world around us we, we are accepting of ourselves and, and what goes on around us to the extent that if there's something that we don't accept and there's something we can do about it, then we do it. We have the courage to change the things we yes. can, as they say in the wonderful serenity prayer. Um, mm. Yeah. Is something yeah. about what you just said, Bill, or, uh, and I want to, I want to bring it back to, um, to acting uh, and to characterizations. Um, and characters wendy do you feel that your characters are being more fully realized now than before general question but it's pretty big that yeah that's a difficult one are they more fully realized well i think this goes back to the It wasn't that the others were not fully realized. Right. Just because I didn't have that piece of myself sort of sitting right. I was able to look into their lives and see what they were and, and pull that. I, I feel like, and I would hope, fingers crossed, that I as fully realized them as you know, as my ability would allow, but I don't know necessarily that this realization about myself has changed the realization of the characters necessarily. And especially when they're real life characters, you know, I, I feel that all the sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, fictional characters that I play definitely are more fully realized, definitely. Because they're the ones that are the, you know, they're the ones with the most sort of, uh, I have the confidence to step into it without, I'm not pretend, I'm not trying to be something that I'm not, right. I'm fully 
I felt feel in myself and these characters then are fully in their selves as much as you know we can be at the time. And it's funny because somebody said to me, um, uh, do you tend to play now j just gay characters? But I, I feel like because it's a self, an awareness in myself and probably I think the most interesting thing about me is that now these characters do have always that element of questioning or, you know, fully into their sexuality or, you know, because it has been such a great perception changer for me that I like to bring it into everything that I do now. It's, it's juicy. It's got stuff in it, you know? So. Yeah, it is. It's very rich. I can see that. Uh, it just, you know, the way, just the way your eyes will move across somebody's face or their body whatever, you know, just seeing those moments happening. Just, yeah. But just also to not be in the heterosexual norm yeah. Yeah. of our world. That is a, a really fascinating perspective. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Characters can be so fascinating when there's a, when there's a, a sexual ambivalence. Do you know what I mean? If that, to bring yeah. that in, to bring that into what, you know, where, where it's not the main subject matter, but any kind of dynamic relationship in a, in a, in a role it, in where, where that, that creeps in, it can really enrich the. Enrich it it the really does. And I find that when I'm doing even, um, especially like, I did a silly thing, but it was a period piece, which was really what, sometimes I just do it for the wardrobe. I'm I'm gonna say, I just do it because I love the wardrobe. But it was a period piece and I was, you know, playing this woman and she lived alone uh, on this ranch and everything. And I thought, of course, she's gay. She's, it's just 1890. And what do you do with that? What do you do with that? And as much as I know the writers like to sort of layer in all the, you know, handsome rancher that comes by and, you know, maybe this is, I thought she knows and she is not, it, it was something interesting that gave me to play in those scenes that it's the, it, it, it's just, you know, you're not going to do that. You're not going to go there. Mm -hmm. And you can't, even though you know it would be easier in your life if you had somebody there and it was, you know, but you just, it gave her this grit that I loved, you know, just mm -hmm. this sort of, she could do it on her own. And it was, uh, it just always colors things in funny, yeah. interesting ways. Well, that's interesting because now that leads to back to where I was starting with the inner narrative um, of the character. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. That, that leads me to another um, thought uh, about um, we get the roles that we need. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And as they say in therapy, we get the we get the clients we need. So it's the same yeah. thing. Just to sort of build on that, not only do we get the characters that we need, we get them in the situations that we need so that when you go into a role that is, you know, something comes along, you're not, a, you, you know, I always, I have to say, I most of the time say yes. If something is offered, it's like, oh, they, 
sure, you know, they want me. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. But that then it's as minuscule as the day beginning as it should, that the shit is going wrong on set and that take got ruined because the mic got in the shot and the, it all happens because it should. So it, it, it helps push away that resistance to what's happening in the moment and being able to find your way through with whatever the situation is, Yeah, you know, finding that spot in yourself that's focused and quiet and alert and, you know, without it being like, oh my God, the day is ruined. You know, that I can't do it, that take, you know, that take was my best take. It's over now, it's gone. Can't do that again. It's, yeah, the, the um, it's the entering into another universe, which is the universe of the production, universe of the character, universe of the story that is running parallel with your own universe or and merges, if this is making sense, where it's exactly what you're saying, Wendy, about um, if something goes wrong on the day, if your driver doesn't show up on time or the wardrobe malfunction, whatever, whatever energy that's producing is for your character. That's, it's for the it's story. for that. It's yeah. for the story, exactly. So I do believe that, you know, things come as they get the part that you need right then. You get the, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I just find that so fascinating. It's like everything is a warm up to the next moment. Yes. Yeah. And no matter if it's real yeah. life or, or not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What draws you to that community of film and television? What is it about it that keeps bringing you back? I, well. Is it the community? It is the community. It definitely is the community. There is something about being on a set in the more just arriving at set, just just knowing all the, even if you don't, if all the players are different, you know, you've never been on that set before, you don't know, but you just, I know my place in that factory, on that wheel. I know where I belong in the circus that is right. film and I know how to, come in to the thing, you know, how to, the hair and makeup, the wardrobe, the, I just love the sense, you know, that idea. I love the sense of it happening for the first time when they say, why don't we just film it? There is something so exhilarating. It's like, why don't you just jump off the bridge and we'll see what happens? And you just have to jump. And you just, you know, the stuff that you didn't even think of. You weren't even, you know, you've, you've had now a little blocking. You know, kind of the general area, you're going to go to the window and then you're over at the desk and then you're going to go out the door. And that's kind of what you've got. But there is something so exhilarating about those takes when it's just like, go. Mm -hmm. And you just, and you do it. And for the first time, the scene comes together and whatever the other person brings in is like really surprises you. 
it doesn't, you don't have to pretend that you're surprised by what they're, you really are, you know, kind of in it. That is exhilarating. And there is, there's just something about being in that environment that I find really, you know, it's, I, I, I feel very alive in that environment. That's a beautiful being on a set. Just jump off the bridge and we'll see what happens. That's a beautiful metaphor for getting over that thing, you know, where, where you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to launch yourself into a kind of a really exposed, um, unpredictable, uh, in, in, you know, um, moment of, of interaction and, and demonstration and, and all the rest of it. And it's just that, that thing of having to launch yourself and, 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 and hope that you stay with it and and the, the the exhilaration and the thrill when you get to the end of the scene and you know they shout cut and you think yes it happened yes you know yes it happened something dynamic and rich and and and, and really incredible feeling mm. happened. yeah 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 and we're, and we're gonna go again because the train went by and we couldn't hear you so we're gonna have to do it again right <laughs> exactly yeah, um, yeah. Now jump again. Yeah, exactly. This time, take off all your clothes and jump. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the, and with what you're saying, I get a sense of, um, of belonging. That because you know your belonging. place. Of belonging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is something really. And I have to say what, from that, I found a whole different aspect of, of sort of my interests and my, uh, you know, passions have been involved politically with the union and with, you know, so the community becomes very important. There is a sense of belonging there that is, that I feel a responsibility and a, and a, and a great affection for, you know, so, so from that sense of, of belonging on a set, then came the, how do we then promote um, our artists? How do we tell our stories? How do we, you know, how do we figure out, you know, how to make an industry? And especially in Canada, you don't find that so much in Britain. They have a beautiful industry, a strong industry and in the US, but not in Canada, you know, we were a sort of branch plant for US production. And, you know, how do we support telling our own stories and how do we support artists and how do we make that a priority in a country where it is not it's just not a priority here not like it is um in britain or in the u.s it's you know and that has been a real passion and uh and that has been a a kind of mission and it's and i enjoy that part of it I enjoy the political part of it, going and talking to um, government officials and lobbying for stable tax credits and, you know, making, you know, belonging to my union. I really enjoyed that part of my career. So that's uh, another part of the community that you're talking about is. Yes. Yeah. So it's another part of caring about belonging to that community. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You bring a lot to the set. It's great. Well, it's a, it's everybody there because you're so close together all the time. Because you're like you know, twelve to fourteen hours a day. Everybody is in it for the time that you're in it. There's a real feeling of 
you know, camaraderie. I, I love the, the sense that this community really belongs together, sticks together, you know. And so then the, the idea of promoting it, of supporting it, of, you know, endorsing it and celebrating it becomes important too. Wonderful. That's beautiful. I respect you so much, Wendy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, you are what uh, I would call a, uh, the uh, uh, ultimate authority. And what that means in, uh, in my world is um, someone who um, is, uh, is, can lead a community, um, is in a position of great power um, that can make change that's ultimate authority that you don't have to wait for permission. You just um, respectfully make the change, create it. Well, that's nice to hear. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's lovely. Thank you for joining us today, Wendy. Lovely to meet you, Wendy. Thank you very much. My pleasure. If you've been inspired or moved by what you've heard on today's podcast, I invite you to visit our website, artistsindepth.com. There you can sign up for podcast reminders, get in touch with us through email, or connect with other like-minded artists by sharing your thoughts on our blog and joining our community and finding out more about our initiatives. It's free and it's rewarding. Until next time. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada. Embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives.